Hello everyone, welcome back to Game Club. It's your boy, Dale Flashpoint, joined by... Oh, am I supposed to say hello? My name's Fading Cross. You don't have to. You don't have to. I could be joined by the presence of silence. That always works. I'm okay with talking to myself. You know, famously, one-man podcasts always do well. Never. Always. I mean, look at Dan Carmen's hardcore history or whatever. Look at Ira Glass. Is Ira Glass solo? I think so. I mean, his kind of thing is that he has other people bring on their presentations, and then he's like, wow, this American <laughs> life. I'm Ira Glass. <laughs> is, it, is, that, is that all he does in that entire show? He just goes, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm not disparaging the man. Don't take this for that. But yes. So what you're saying, as a uh, burgeoning podcaster, you decided to take a shot at Iron Glass. <laughs> Shit. You know, you know, you got to aim high. <laughs> you got to you got to kill the king in order to wear the crown, huh? That is that is famously what they say. <laughs> Everyone's always saying this. Well. I'm Ira Glass, This American Life. Oh my god. <laughs> so anyway, we're doing a little Game Club episode. This month we played Nobody Saves the World, but before we get into that, of course there are too many games and we're playing a little bit more than that. So I want to ask you, Faden, beyond uh, the, the game of the zeitgeist right now, Hideo Miyazaki's uh, Elden Ring featuring the legacy of George R.R. R. Martin... The legacy. <laughs> the legacy. Okay. What have you been playing beyond that one? Oh, okay. So yesterday I started and played all of Narco. Hold up. You didn't tell me you finished it. Oh, I finished it last night too. It was a seven hour uh, state of fugue I went into. <laughs> no wonder you didn't respond to text messages. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. And this game is truly amazing. I... Uh, it, I wasn't expecting. I I knew it was kind of sci-fi ish, but the level yeah. of uh, sci-fi adventure it went into was just mind-blowingly like deep. And oh, I just—it's a really interesting picture of Louisiana. Okay. It all takes place in uh, New Orleans adjacent sort of town, but a place that's sure, been devastated sure. again and again by floods, and it's controlled by this company called Shield that owns the oil refinery. They basically okay. have a grip, like many big corporations do on small towns. Sure, sure. You take the role of Kay, who is coming back after her mother's death. Is Kay a good Joe? I mean, you can do That's some role Blade play. Runner parallels right there. I love that. Oh, I Oh, I've never seen Blade Runner. Agent K from Blade Runner 2049? No? No. Okay, never mind. I'm so sorry. Well, anyway, Norco, Norco's good? Norco's good. It is basically a story about picking up the pieces that family leaves behind in their wake. It does it in a fantastical sort of setting, but at its core, it really is dealing with family business. That's pretty deep. Yeah, and it's a point-and-click adventure game. It's a great revitalization of point-and-click adventure games. I Yeah. Ah, uh, man. My favorite part was getting a monkey as my party member. But it was a stuffed monkey from my childhood, and I got him by winning a staring contest. Looked directly into that motherfucker's eyes and got him into my that's, party. Uh, that's different. I like it. Fresh. There's a drunk uh, private investigator who constantly says, bruh. Oh, that sounds um, Disco Elysium-like. This game has a lot of Disco Elysium vibes. That's pretty great. No wonder you loved it. Yeah, the dialogue is very snappy and very evocative. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and just great pixel art i pet a cat so hard they launched through the ceiling uh-huh yeah that, that's that was it with the cat okay <laughs> that's uh I, I don't think i have anything to say about that other than all no right. no everyone should play it though it's on game pass i absolutely love it it's a really good game i've been in a uh, vampire survivor hole Ooh. when when doing nothing else i have just Love picking a character, looking at their specials, going, okay, this would be fun to build around eventually getting the Gatling gauntlet knife blade slinger thingy. <laughs> so I just have a crazy amount of projectiles. Or actually, this one, I want to have a lot of staying power on the screen. So I'll build a bunch of, uh, a bunch of area of effect spells that are going to have a lot of lasting damage. 
So I'll I'll look for getting uh, the evolved holy water. And and they keep adding content. Whoever whoever it is developing this game. Just earlier there last week, it got uh, some new items, a little new uh, new combination update. You can evolve the pentagram now, which I thought was really cool. Looking forward to trying to figure out what item that needs for its combo. Have you it's found good? Well, no, you go. I was gonna say it's a good it's a good roguelite um, one stick shooter. I've I've come to call it because <laughs> you don't you don't control the t- the attacks at all. You don't aim anything. Everything's on an auto attack, but you're still you got that Robotron kind of running around mm-hmm. avoiding hordes of enemies while trying to dish out the most damage. I like to call it a reverse bullet hell. That's good too, a reverse bullet hell. You become the bullet hell. You become the bullet hell. Did you get Bayonetta? Uh no, I did not get Bayonetta, but I saw that she can be unlocked, right? Yeah, it's truly wild how much they're leaning into ripping off big characters. Yeah, that's just is Christine the Bayonetta? No, um, there's this one woman who has double guns that fire oh. bullets. There's a legit Bayonetta no, character. I did not get Bayonetta. <laughs> I, I got her last night. That's awesome. I thought you played Norco last night. I did, and then I couldn't sleep, so I played Vampire Survivors. Way to be. Way to be. I'm. I was at a monster yesterday. <laughs> hey, that's what we're. Uh, that's why we're talking about games, right? Because we play lots of them. <laughs> what, what? What? What's your favorite weapon in Vampire Survivor? I really, really like the um, the Gatling wand, whatever that's the holy wand, I think. Okay. Um, and then of course the soul soul eater, evolved garlic. It's just great to have that buffer zone between you and, and enemies. It's just wild that garlic evolves screen. into a soul eater. Yeah, it's uh well you think it's eating the souls of the undead, right? Garlic is a <laughs> thing that wards off the vampires. <laughs> it wards off the vampires, which. I haven't seen any vampires in that game yet. Have you? I mean, you fight vampires towards the end of levels. Do you? Yeah. I guess they're ghouls. They're all kind of ghoulish, yeah. Or are these survivors vampires? Maybe the survivors are the vampires. That's why they keep coming back. Whoa, that's been... (laughs) So that's why the dude hasn't been sued by Castlevania, because it's vampire Simon Belmont and vampire (laughs) Cersei. Right, as opposed to Vampire Alucard. Vampire, no, that's Human Alucard. Oh, that's Human Alucard, right. (laughs) That game's wild. Hey, allegedly the the programmer did not know that the sprite pack would be just a direct ripoff of Castlevania. Yeah, but... Allegedly. Yeah, yeah, allegedly. It's just they really look like them. They they do. Shit. Well, that's enough about other games. I think <laughs> I think it's time to save the world, or or have nobody do it, or yeah, maybe have nobody do it. I mean, should we get into our thirty second summary? As we like to do, let's have you do it, since uh, since you made me do it the first time, and our guests last week, last month rather, did it the second time. So here, third time's the charm. Faden, take it away. Thirty seconds starting now. Nobody saves the world. Is about a man who truly fucked up. He created the calamity and in turn became nobody. This plot twist happens for virtually no reason, and I personally do not like it. In Nobody Saves the World, you play an a- nobody and you have to save the world. And guess what? You do that. That's the game. Do I have more time? <laughs> And time. Okay, this game's really simple. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah, uh, it was so simple that, gang, I didn't finish it. It did not get its hooks in me. Uh, I was I was not even whelmed by the game. I was severely <laughs> underwhelmed. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. Maybe I was expecting something, and that's why I didn't enjoy it as much. But So let's lay it out Wait first. Down. It's uh, basically an action RPG. Almost uh, truly, sequ- truly, and and one hundred percent. Yeah, you run around, you you face the enemies in real time. You've got your attack buttons that you can assign. It feels kind of secret of mana ish in a way. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But Legend what- of Zelda ish, like the first one. Mm-hmm. So what didn't hook you about it? What 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 rubbed you off the game? Okay, so this here's here is what I it felt like it felt like a chore and. After I decided I was finished playing this game, I read some reviews, and what I disliked 
I found some people actually praised the game for doing. And specifically to level up and work your way through the progression trees, they give you an itemized list. Attack X enemies with B move 48 times, and then you get experience. And they'll give you stuff like that to do. And the reviews that I read praised that because we're living in a time where people are busy and they can't devote 12 hours at a time to a video game. And so it's nice to have that roadmap, so to say, to come back to. But to me, it felt like a chore. It felt like, oh my God, I've got so many forms to get through. They each have a letter grade to it. They start out at F tier. You got to rank them up to A tier. I guess you don't have to do that for every single one, but something inside me just felt insanely overwhelmed by that prospect and working through all the different form trees. And so so it it didn't, uh, yeah, it didn't do it for me. Yeah, you, you, the forms, while maybe appreciative it was cool changing to different forms changing from nobody to somebody like a horse sure yeah a horse is somebody but (laughs) a horse is somebody (laughs) but none of it really hooked you because you didn't like the grinding aspect of leveling up where you had to be right like bite 50 enemies to cause poison as a rat which is kind of insane to say out loud i didn't like the grinding when at the same time i'm devoting 10 hours a day into Elden Ring, which is nothing but grinding. Um, I think that is a different setting because it's it doesn't give you that itemized list. It doesn't say, here's what you have to do to, to hit the next level. Elden's Ring, Elden's Ring is like, here, here's an open world. Most things give you experience. You need X experience for the next level. Now, have I have fun. to ask, I have to ask, who is Elden and why does he have a ring? Yeah, what does is, what is this Elden guy want with so many rings? I don't get it. It's so weird. But nobody saves the world. Yeah, I... The forms... Sometimes it, if it they was felt just like a flat grind. XP, yeah. If you were just like running around and 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 you you go kill a frog and you get a little tick of experience in whatever form you were using, I think I would have played the whole game. Yeah, the the checklist was an interesting way to uh, vary. Th- the game as opposed to making it just a kill fest and a grind fest it made you engage with the abilities but Mm -hmm. a lot of times the abilities were just fine they were just fine and here is another thing that i didn't like based off of this ability checklist it felt almost like it wanted to be a parody of games like Mm -hmm. hey the current zeitgeist of video games is games as a service and and your season pass gives you a checklist that each week to maximize the season pass points, you have to do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. So we're going to make a, a Mad cartoon, Mad Magazine cartoon version of that, which the art style seriously evokes Mad Magazine cartoons. I also got a uh, Saturday cartoon vibe from the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. And it also kind of had that humor because those cartoons were kind of riffing in that mad it's like magazine space. Especially, right, I right. think of things like Invader Zim and um, the other ones. <laughs> the, the other ones. <laughs> you Ren, know. Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's great. Rocco's great. Ah, Real Monsters. Ah, Real Monsters. There's some serious Ah, Real Monsters vibes to some of the por- portions of this game, just with the, the very hand-drawn aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It It looks nice. I think it looks nice. It looks nice. And like you said, it really does riff. Like, the heavy-handed pop culture references start almost immediately in this game. I don't know how, but I feel like I missed a lot of them. I, you missed for, a lot? Of- <laughs> for me, the story was not fun. I did not like the story. Especially, the big twist in the story is that you are the Nostromongus or whatever, the mage that they're looking for. Oh, really? <laughs> And yeah, I, I kind of called that. I, I called kind it. It's of. it's so it's pretty obvious. It gets really obvious when you keep going. Where is he? He's missing. Here's nobody okay. though. <laughs> <laughs> so after the first dungeon, there's this entity that talks to you and like, ah, I see you. I see your powers. Is that just like your psyche talking to you then? It's 
Okay. Let me lay out the rest of this. Let, let me lay out the whole story, and we can work with After that. After that dungeon, I was like, you know what? I bet I bet that Nostromagus is the calamity and like created the calamity. So in a way, I was kind of right. You're, you're kind of right. What happened is... Nostromandus had a fight with his brother over a spell that he wanted to try, and the spell just summons the Calamity, and the Calamity kills his brother. His brother's now a ghost that waters his plants in the sky. Oh. And basically, you just have to get everyone together. You and Randy go and defeat the Calamity together. (laughs) Really? Randy comes around, huh? Randy is probably the most interesting aspect of the story to me. He's a little weirdo. Just kind of a yeah. little freak. Little fuck freak. <laughs> little fuck freak. <laughs> and he, he he like has some good comedic moments. He's just he's just loud, arrogant character. Yes. He screamed a lot in, in the few hours that I've spent with the game. Yeah. And constantly he tries to attack you with magic, but it always backfires in a way. But at the well, end you're Nostromagus. <laughs> exactly. But at the end, he he uses his magic for realsies, and he he goes, oh, he goes big mode. Yeah, he essentially goes big mode. It's like cool. the joke anime character does serious mode to save the day thing. Hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like when Krillin whips out a destructo disc and cuts Frieza in half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then immediately gets killed. <laughs> like Krillin. Some real Krillin yeah. vibes, I say, as a man who's only watched Dragon Ball Z and nothing else. <laughs> uh, I feel like there was something else I wanted to complain about with this game. <laughs> um, one more thing I just wanted to disparage about it. Okay. Oh, oh, I wanted to get back to how you missed the heavy-handed pop culture references. <laughs> there was a quest called Not Tomb Raider, where you meet an NPC called Lara in a tomb. Oh, how shit. did you miss that? <laughs> Honestly, I just I'm like st- club you over the head. <laughs> I'm just skipping, skipping that dialogue, hitting A furiously. I like the combat. I'm not going to lie. It was fun to do stuff. You know what I had fun with? Ooh, co-op. Two-player co-op. That was great. Yeah, we should have we should have played this game co-op together. <laughs> Honestly, hindsight. We shot ourselves in the foot by not doing it. And and Faden brought up the good point initially. He he said, you know what, let's do it separately. We'll figure out what forms we like and don't like. <laughs> we could have done that in the co-op. Yeah, we could have done that in the co-op. Oh, well. Do you have a favorite form? Of the ones that I unlocked, I spent the most time as the guard, the giant soldier knight, um, simply because the DPS seemed the fastest. But I think as far as the mechanics of forms, I really liked the ranger. The okay. ranger with, with uh, um, the poison t- tick, as yeah. well as that uh, just unload the arrows was a lot of fun. I'm sure I missed 90% of the forms, though. Yeah, uh, my favorite class was the bodybuilder. I saw, yeah, I saw the bodybuilder in the videos. Um, first of all, he has titty physics. Excuse me. Um, is him just standing idly? He'll just start flexing his titties up and down. Oh, amazing! Yep. But then if you turn him around, he's wearing a thong, and he'll do that with his butt cheeks too. With the cheeks? Oh, that's ten out of ten. <laughs> ten that out of is... ten. But what was great about him is his—he uh, has like a barbell ability where he just throws a giant barbell, and it knocks enemies back and deals a lot of impact damage. Oh, that's good. And I liked pairing that with um, just, like, some light magic from a monk. I, uh, I, I uh. do like the ability to customize your forms with other forms' abilities that you yeah. unlock. You can get into some really fun combos. That was a big part of the game that I missed, especially since after that was introduced, I decided, well, I'm pretty much done with this game. <laughs> I also like what the a, What a cool, inspired thing. Oh, the necromancer. What does they do? The necromancer can summon, uh, can resurrect bodies of enemies that you killed, and they'll come oh, back okay. as familiars. And you can pair those familiars with status effects, or you can make the familiars uh, be sacrificed, and the necromancer will just have increased damage for his Sith lightning. Whoa, 
Sith lightning is always good. Yeah, I think one of the worst aspects about the forms is none of the forms are really fun until you get past, like, the first tier of forms. And that takes uh, a lot of work. It takes, it like, takes half work, the game. Right. Because it's it's the grind. Like, like the itemized list, grind through this. And Hit it's a three sh- enemies with the stomp ability <laughs> 50 times. <laughs> yeah, I... If the grind was more fun, like just give flat experience. That's such a that, that's it. Do that. I think if they reduced the requirements by like 30%, it would be a lot better. Because the other the other merit that the grind did have, like you said, was m- having you interact with each ability, <laughs> letting you see what really is involved in this game. That's that's intelligent design when a, devel- a developer can work that into their game look at all these wonderful systems we have for you yeah and when you'd get to the later quests someone would be use the horse with the rat scavenge ability and then you start getting these interesting combos that the game leads you to but then you're able to uh, branch out just a little bit more yeah and i did like that aspect i just didn't enjoy the story well, I, that's a bummer. I really hated that that nobody was actually somebody. Because then it's really weird that, all right, this man wanted power as a wizard, was very power hungry, so he did an ancient demonic ritual to summon this calamity to try to use its power. But then it starts destroying the world and killing people. But at the end of the game, I mean, all is good. You saved the day. So, no repercussions for the man who destroyed everything, which I guess it brings up this question for me. Is someone responsible for their crimes if, like, the consciousness that is existing at that moment has no memory whatsoever of the crimes they committed? Whoa. they're acting in a way that is completely different than the uh, horrific human that they were. Like, what is redemption and forgiveness for that? Yeah. There's a whole court of law that asks these questions. Is it really? I think so. Like, isn't isn't that kind of parallels the the claim of oh, I was possessed, as it, and using that as a like someone someone trying to get out of murder by saying that they were possessed. Are you talking about Ghost Court? I don't think this is Ghost Court. Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. <laughs> Wait. What is Ghost Court? <laughs> <laughs> it's court that deals with ghosts. Duh. Oh, can we make this a sketch? Ghost court? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Ghost court. What is a ghost? What What would a, What kind of crime would a ghost be convicted of? I mean, possession, right? I would assume. Maybe murder. Unlawful possession of a human being. Unlawful possession. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't supposed to enter that body and you know it. You know it. You don't have the permits. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> um, but that's a good point. What were we talking about before Ghost Court? <laughs> I just now I want to play a game that's uh, Phoenix Wright, but Ghost Court. That Larry Larry Butts is still there, just as Larry Butts. I mean, ghost. Larry Butts. Yeah, he commits. He is linked to the first crime, of course. Uh, yeah, of course. Maybe he's the one possessed. <laughs> Unlawful possession of Larry Butts. <laughs> Unlawful possession of Mr. Butts. <laughs> God, what were we talking about? Oh, you were trying to extrapolate some philosophical meaning out of this Mad Magazine cartoon game we played. Yeah, this is me working overtime. The game does not is not interested in these questions. It's just interested. It is not at all. No, I kind of wish it was. That would be cool. It but, would be, especially considering our first two games, Telling yeah. Lies and Forgotten City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm br- I'm bringing a framework that this podcast has been doing that is not you working might for this be. next game. <laughs> you, you might perhaps be. Two intellectuals play Nobody Saves the World. <laughs> Can they find meaning in a meaningless game? Find out. I mean, the meaning was the forms we made along the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 what's so interesting about this game. There really isn't much to say besides like, there's forms, the forms, and can they're change fun you. forms. Yeah, like they'll make change... you laugh, they'll make you chuckle. 
I like being a rat. Rats are cool. Of course you do. You sided. <laughs> of course you do like being a rat. You sided with the the drifter in, in Destiny's Gambit. Oh, God. No, I didn't. I sided against him. I was a narc. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so he calls you a rat. Yeah, that's he calls me a thinking. rat. But that's fair. I, you do I, poison damage. I deal poison damage. It's it's pretty good. It's what the rat ability is in Nobody Saves the World. You don't have to play this game. You could play the game. It's on Xbox Game Pass. I mean, I think it's worth a try. I did in, like enjoy playing it, the act of playing it. I did get play pretty far, and I did get all the forms. I did get the dragon form. Dragon wow, form's that's working cool. overtime. Yeah. I, I really did. But the worst part about the dragon form is you get it so late in the game that I couldn't even use it, really. Ugh. Ugh, can I tell you about another instance in another game where that, that's just the most frustrating thing. Yeah. When you get a good, like, this this is a tool that could be very useful in this game, but there's 20 minutes of gameplay left. That kind of thing is the most aggravating. And it happened in Solar Ash, which is a game I played earlier this year and loved, adored. I guess that was last year at this point. But there's a tool you get that helps you find other resources at the end of the game. You you get it before the final boss fight. And and I worked extra hard to find all the resources up to that point just because I like to play games like that. That's so wild. What is the point of that? Yeah, what is the point of that? Hmm. Yeah, when I'm getting close to the end of a game, I kind of want to be done with the game. Yeah. <laughs> so strange. Yeah. And and so many games have this crescendo that they work towards. So why not make that exciting climax and be done with it instead of pile on the extra work? Some nobody saves the world questions for you. Did you see any aliens? I did not get to that side of the map, but I, I got a quest that directed me towards an unidentified falling <laughs> object. And they, I thought that was pretty cute. They were... um. Throughout the game, there are aliens wearing really bad disguises, and they're doing oh, the really? "Hello, feather fellow Earthian" sort of shtick. Yeah, yeah. And so that was that. That got me for a cheap chuckle. Not great, but you know, better than the right. rest of it. I actually read the alien stuff, so. Uh, I thought the fairies giving you extra mana for free and them just being slovenly drunks was interesting. <laughs> Hillbillies. Yeah. They're moonshiners. They're moonshiners. Oh, okay. I didn't. I guess I didn't pick up on that. Specifically. Oh man, the way they're dressed and the way they like have their teeth—it's a very like cartoonish version of hillbilly. Wow, they're just dumping on the Appalachian people, huh? <laughs> there is. Um, did you fight the rat puncher? Not fight, but did you talk to the rat puncher? I did talk to the one punch rat. Yes. <laughs> did you survive his one punch? Of course not. I okay, that joke actually does work for me. This guy who's like, I can demolish any rat with one punch. No matter how strong you're in that game, as long as you're the rat, he will kill you. Yeah. Unless oh. unless you equip uh the eggs special ability, which means you cannot lose more than one third of health in any huh. one blow. And then I survived and he requestioned his entire life. Oh my god, you broke him. <laughs> I broke him. Mentally. <laughs> <laughs> Just that's like, pretty good. That's it's pretty good. There are some things that are pretty good. I wasn't sure if that was a thing that if the joke was just, oh, he's one punch man, but for rats. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's probably the joke. You know what? Miss that. <laughs> <laughs> I uh One rat punch. <laughs> there is one thing I want to talk about, and that's the merchant. Though yeah, the the what the, what do we call her um the very like racist jewish stereotype merchant that's uh that's kind of what it felt like to me too okay yeah okay good especially with the big nose and the yep. money and the pitching. Want of your money yes well and like them doing the uh like cartoonishly grotesque money pinching like grinding their fingers i mm. It was really gross, and I a hundred percent I believe it's unintentional, and they're just playing with merchants in general. 
but the but fact that there's it's also, so much built into that yeah yeah and then it's also a lizard person which is also an anti-semitic Ooh, trope yeah yeah like it, it took me a little bit i'm like this feels so generically merchant that i'm realizing it just fell into every single trope wow lizard people yeah it it sucks <laughs> it sucks so much you're probably right. That probably is unintentional. Yeah, if it's intentional, who boy? Then it's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> but I, really... I I knew nothing about this game until you brought it up. Why did you want to like it so much? I um, just I was hearing good yeah. things. I was hearing real good things about this game. Yeah. And it was fun enough. I I don't regret playing it. I put about twenty hours into the game, and it went fine. I think the good things people had to say come from a working class sort of uh, outlook on games where, oh, I can play video games for an hour and a half each day, maybe. Mm-hmm. And and because I've got so much going on in my life, that might not even be the case. I might get four hours of video games in a week. Yeah. And And this game is great for that. It really does excel in letting you step away and and have an exact set of uh, of directions for you when you come back. But it's not good if you're binging on it and just yeah, if you're a fucking it. gross gamer nerd who plays fourteen hours a day like me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't shower. I just mainline mountain dew and video games. <laughs> I mainline mountain dew straight into my veins. Just right into I have an IV drip of mountain dew at all times. <laughs> Which kind? Orange? Code red, duh. Oh, code red. That's all right. That's all right. The gamer kind. <laughs> gamer feel. The one with Halo on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I. Nope. That's a different podcast. I am not talking about the <laughs> Halo show. <laughs> different podcast. <laughs> oh, what are some of my other notes that I wanted to hit? I think I hit basically all of mine. This game just made me excited to play um, um, a tunic in May. Yes. The Legend of Zelda inspiration for this game, I did like those touches. The overworld felt very Legend of Zelda and how it was connected. It did. And the yeah, puzzles. and the maps. Like I, I liked reading the map and seeing where, okay, this place probably can go to here. Oh, I can see that with an ability, I can probably get through here. There's an ability gate there. That That's fun. That's great. Right, and there's also the... Uh, collect all the shards in order to form a whole piece to defeat the boss yeah yeah very classic 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 triforce (laughs) (laughs) i got one of you said five of the gem shards yep the the quint force (laughs) the quint force i i don't like none of these levels also stuck out to me which i think is a damn shame because the way the uh, every single dungeon is, it's all procedurally generated. I was just, yeah, what do you think about that? Overworld being set and then dungeons being procedural. I wish the dungeons were curated. I think that game would have been a bit tighter if they felt more guided. I agree. Sometimes the, 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 the procedural generation just felt sloppy. Like, yeah, there was always a way through it, but... It was clunky at times. There'd be these indestructible tables blocking paths that you'd have to walk around and not a very clear path to kite enemies backwards as as you slaughter them for your (laughs) meticulous quests that you have to do. Yeah. I, I, maybe I just like handcrafted stuff. I don't know. Says the guy who loves Risk of Rain. Oh, yeah. Wait, hold up. (laughs) Hold up. Hold on a second. I, Sir, that might be illegal. <laughs> you just made an illegal lie. <laughs> it's me, Dale Flashpoint, here to lie to you every step of the podcast. You're going to ghost court. I <laughs> Sign me up. Take take me away, officer. Take me away. The devil's inside me. Oh, I don't yeah, I don't think I have much more to say on this. Do do you want to do you want to get into some questions we got? We did have some good questions this week. I, I think we've got plenty of time to devote to them, so let's chip away. We'll crack into some questions. Um, With I... both feet. Edgelord Jake would like to know, how is managing the multiple forms? Did it become too much to juggle at one point? 
or was it comfortable to balance comfortably balanced through the whole game there were forms that i just felt were useless i did not use the zombie i did not use the slug i did not really use the magician that much it just it felt manageable only because i could ignore them and they really didn't feel balanced it was just the the way the the simplicity of the first few heroes is so weird compared to the complexity of the last few because they are doing combos that touch mechanics that you haven't done in the game. You never dealt with corpses before. And then the necromancer's like, Hey, pay attention to the corpses. The corpses are very important. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And I, I, they could have been way more balanced. They, they, I, I think they needed that complexity early. Maybe it would have made the game a little bit harder to get into at first, but I think that friction would have actually made for a smarter and more intuitive game. Yeah. And maybe I would have been like, ooh, mechanics. I like mechanics. <laughs> when when they threw in the, oh, some enemies will have damage type shields. You have to hit them once with that type of damage. My immediate thought was padding. <laughs> yeah, just making them a tad bit more spongy. That's That's all that does, yep. Oh, I have to ask. I just thought about this quest thinking about forms. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you do the horse quest? I fell in love. You fell in love? I was, Unbridled I was love. changed. Unbridled love. I found the stallion of my dreams. I <laughs> I love how if you're doing any kind of role playing as nobody, that stallion is always he. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that just, just that's just an interesting thing to me. And also, the game discourages you from role-playing because you're actually Nostromongus, so whatever. So you can't role-play at all. You can't project yourself <laughs> onto this character because it's not a blank vessel. Yeah, it's so weird that nobody is actually somebody. I don't like that. Well, this next question comes from Imundi. What do you feel about how the game portrays identity and possibility? I feel like... I don't think it does any of that. It does nothing, none of that, which is such a shame. I wanted to find something in there. I was searching forever to find a morsel of any theme besides it's good to do nice things to save the world. Did Guacamelee have any, like, bigger messages to them? The, uh, the, the studio's f- former game? I don't know. I don't know. So Drinkbox Studios, this is their third game. They did a Guacamelee 1 and 2, which are Metroidvania. Ooh. I think they had themes of family. and I, Maybe I'm making that up. Maybe I'm thinking of Lucha something else. <laughs> okay. I, I haven't heard of the other two games, but that makes sense. This, this seems like it's a game made by a fa- fairly uh, confident indie studio. They must have had some sort of success. Uh, yeah, I remember that the Guacamelee games were relative uh, big indie darlings when we were in college. Oh, that gives people an idea of how old we are. Does it? It could. Guacamelee came out in 2014. Oh, okay. Well, damn. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> it's yep. just college. We're miserable 20-somethings. Who cares? Uh, yeah, Juan finds mysterious luchador, finds the power of a luchador mask, confronts about bad guys. Uh, Juan gains power to confront and defeat the rest of the bad forces, and then, in the normal ending, returns to village, lives a peaceful life. In the true ending, the player clears all the hidden trials. Uh, No, it does not look like there's any meaningful anything in Guacamelee. (laughs) Let me just do a quick plot summary of Guacamelee. (laughs) A game I've never heard of until this very minute, pretty much. Uh, Fun fun Metroidvania with Luchador aesthetic is what Guacamelee 1 and 2 were. And this was a fun ARPG with Mad Magazine slash early 2000s cartoon aesthetic. Fun until it wasn't. Fun until it wasn't. I did <laughs> laugh. Back to the heavy-handed pop culture one more time. Yeah, that's okay. And then we'll, and then we'll answer another question here. Uh, the freaking Navy SEALs copy pasta is in this game. I don't know what that is. Uh, maybe if I say the first few lines of the Navy SEALs copy pasta, you will you will know what it is. 
It starts out. Uh, hold on here. I gotta pull this up because <laughs> it's a lot. It's it's a wall of text, but it starts out uh, with, "What the fuck did you just fucking say to me, you little bitch?" I'll have you know I graduated top of my class in the Navy SEALs and I've been involved in numerous secret raids on Al-Qaeda and I have over 300 confirmed kills. Is, it, is this so, some Xbox Live message? Some Xbox Live message, some 4chan something. Who, who the fuck knows? Early days of the deplorable internet. But anyway, there's a moment where you talk to one of the knights in the Knight Guild here in Nobody Saves the World and the dude goes... What the heck did you just freaking say to me, you little twerp? I'll have you know I graduated top of the knights class, and I've been involved in an innumerate... And it just went on. Navy SEALs copy pasta. I rolled my eyes so hard they fell out of my head. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I've never heard of that before. That's that's good. It was... You know, it was like, hey, this game is uh, is showing that it is aware of culture. <laughs> it is aware of culture. Good culture? Sure knows no. culture. Just culture. Just, just culture. We got one more question here from Nick Knack. Are you super excited oh, no. for the Overwatch 2 PvP beta to come out next month? Will you be trying it out? Are you waiting for the full game to come out? No. I'm not. No. <laughs> no is also my answer. Much I'm... love to Nick Knack, but no. I, I'm Nick... sorry. Nick Knack, great question. Um, PvP shooters make me vomit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I I will I will I will try Overwatch 2 when it's on Game Pass because it'll be on Game Pass. But I've already played Overwatch, so I already played Overwatch 2. That's uh yep. <laughs> I actually have one last question from Suzor. Oh good. Um what game world would you like to live in? Oh man. And here we put an intermission while we uh, think about our answers for this I, question. I already have my answer. It's real easy. Easy clap. Elden Ring, obviously. I want to be in a fucked up world. No. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Pokemon, right? Jeez, Pokemon would be a good one. Pokemon's still kind of... you know, All of these video game worlds, for as fantastic as they are, they're still horrors scary. within I mean, them. Kind of scary. Legends of Arceus made Pokemon scary. They say it repeatedly. Pokemon are terrifying. They will kill yeah. your ass. Yeah. You catch a stray, like, Pikachu, that's voltage through your body that could kill you. <laughs> Imagine touching a cute little mouse and it shocks you to death. To death. <laughs> Electrocuted. <laughs> Electrocuted. Done. Done. It fried your brain. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. do you think would happen? Look at those red little cheeks. They're sparking. Yeah. Come on now. It's basically a walking battery. A walking battery. I mean, Animal Crossing's a good one. Animal Crossing's a good one because, and because especially, no interest on loans. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, Animal Crossing, done. That's what I would pick. No <laughs> interest on loans and no no deadlines for paying loans. <laughs> yeah. Pay, pay Pay whenever the hell you want. <laughs> For as much as everyone in the internet dumps on Tom Nook, he's not a terrible capitalist. <laughs> he just freezes your credit. Yeah, he just freezes your credit. Like, you know what? You're here. You're stuck. It's an okay place. No pressure. You no can pressure. get back when you pay me back. But, you know, I'm not going to make it better. None of these people are. <laughs> I Bootstraps, guess someone, someone has to make it better. Might as well be the mayor. Which is also you. That kind of parallels Stardew Valley would be, you know, a lot of hard physical work, but that'd be pretty, pretty okay. Interesting people in that world. Do you call farming biblical work? Physical work. Oh, I thought I heard biblical work. <laughs> a lot of hard biblical yeah, work you know. in Stardew Valley. So in the seeds of the land and of Christ. I'm serving Jesus every day in that game. <laughs> if you didn't do full religion playthrough in Stardew Valley, what's wrong with you? I mean, that's literally the meta. The meta. What about for... in the back of my mind, Cyberpunk twenty forty seven, or just what? Cyberpunk setting? What? Cyber. I want robot arms. Yeah, it's capitalist dystopia hellscape where fucking the corporations own your ass. But yeah, I want my arms. robot arms on a lean. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, we're already going that way, so you'll get that. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Not wrong. (laughs) You know what? I want to live in the Castlevania world. I just want to be enjoying my day, and then a giant castle of Dracula appears into my city, and I have to go, oh, fuck. It's vampire hunting time. Good thing I'm a Belmont. Good thing I'm a regular human. Those always go so well in these games. Yeah. Ooh. No, uh, man, I actually don't have a legit answer. Damn. I think I think we're avoiding the obvious one. Mushroom Kingdom would be a good place. Mushroom would Kingdom it? would be vibing. Would it? Yeah, yeah, it would. I Especially mean, as a normal human in the Mushroom Kingdom. Here's my thing: dating prospects, rough. <laughs> <laughs> because here's your okay. options. Here's your options: two plumbers who are busy saving the world constantly, so they don't got time for you. Constantly. A princess who's always kidnapped. Or the sexy turtle daddy who seems really busy. Nobody has the time. <laughs> kidnapping <for you>. princesses. <laughs> yeah, a sexy turtle daddy who's kidnapping princesses. I don't know. I go for a pretty explosive relationship with a bob Oh, damn. <laughs> I just needed to make that pun. <laughs> I just really had to work for that one. <laughs> okay, what about a boo, though? Would a boo be a loving companion? You can't look at their face. Boo is a selfish lover. Boo is a selfish lover. Can't look at their face. Can't. Look, uh, that's, it's rough, but can you hit Boo from behind? Oh, oh exclusively. <laughs> In fact, one <laughs> might say that's the only way to hit Boo. Y- yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, I don't man. know how we got from there. Um. I think that's all of our questions for now. If any of you have questions, you can hop on to our Discord server, which notes are included in the show notes on yeah. uh, how to join. Good. Important. Important. Very important. Join our server. The more people, the more we can do with it. Or might not do. Who knows? It depends on how we're feeling. This is, you know, this is low-key. So far, so good. So, so far, far, so, so good. good. And we are excited to say... That next month's game, oh God. we're doing it since yeah. we've been doing it, since <laughs> everyone on the face of the earth is playing uh, Hideki Miyazaki's Mario Tennis. <laughs> Mario Tennis. <laughs> Miyazaki's Mario Tennis, George R. R. Martin created the world. We're playing Akira Kurosawa's Elden Ring. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I love Kurosawa's Elden's Ring. It's true. <laughs> Yojimbo's Elden Ring. <laughs> Cooking Mama's Elden Ring. <laughs> okay. Have you found Cooking Mama in Elden Ring? I. Hmm. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you didn't know Cooking Mama is a is an NPC in Elden Ring. Okay, is it Cooking Mama or Cooking Mama 2, though? Or are they um, the same person? It's actually Cooking Daddy. Oh, shit. Cooking up those Shibari grapes. Yes. <laughs> That's Cooking Mama. You got it. That's Cooking Mama. Would you play the Dark Souls of Cooking Mama? Absolutely. <laughs> I-, I need them to make a Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen. And then I need reviewers to be like, this is the Dark Souls of cooking games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know that would happen. <laughs> so yeah, Elden Ring is our game next month. Elden Ring next month. We're pretty much both already uh, a good chunk of the way into it. Yeah, this one, I think... No, should... that's not why we didn't like Nobody Saves the World. Not at all. What are you saying? <laughs> You're projecting, not me. Hey, I mean, I finished it. You? Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> so... One of us did. That's all that matters. And even if none of us finish Elden Ring next month, you know, we're finished. Or sorry. We'll have a lot to talk about. (laughs) We'll have a lot to talk about, but we should finish it. I think so. We got time. We're going to be, we're going to finish it. We're going to finish it. We're going to talk about our endings. We're going to answer some lovely questions from you all. It's going to be. Yeah, that's, that's going to be exciting. It's going to be a wonderful time. Is there uh, anything you want to shout out before we head out, Dale? Um, I just want to say I'm really excited for the year of 2022. Got a lot of cool things in mind, um, and I'm excited to share them with you, our community. Thanks for sticking around, and uh, feel free to share this with anyone you think might be interested in it. And, you know, 
what would be really funny, like really hilarious, really stick it to people, especially Ira Glass. Oh my God! Is if you gave us a five star review on Apple, Apple yes. uh, Music Podcast, whatever it's called, on the app, on the Apple Podcast app. If if you if you write something funny and give it a five star, I'll read it on air. That's a, that's a dare. That's I'll do. good incentive. Yeah, I like if that. You, if you want me to say something really weird, just give us a five star review. We'll do it right here, right here on Game Club on it radio. Is this goodbye? I think so. Or is this a, what are they called? French goodbyes? Play us out, Johnny. <laughs> Irish goodbye. The Irish, the French exit is when you just leave without saying anything. The, most the, the Irish, Irish goodbye is when you just continually say goodbye to everyone in the room. Oh, but then you Maybe like, they're the same thing. Maybe but, the French exit and the Irish goodbye are just leaving. Oh, then what's, what's the Midwest The Midwest goodbye? goodbye is when you say goodbye to everyone and it takes fucking forever. That's what this is right now. This is really what that is. We got to loop back and say goodbye to each other again. Okay. Faden, it's been great. I, I'll, I'll talk to you in the next podcast and not before then. Yeah, we'll not speak at all before then. Goodbye, Dale. Goodbye. <laughs>